Then we hear Russia is weak, but pretty soon they're going to steamroll all the way to Paris. So this is where you know there's a lot of lying going on. They're running an operation, and look, their whole point is that they need the West to think they're winning to keep extorting money and weapons. If Zelensky came out and said, look, we're getting our butts kicked, then who would want to contribute to the war? They, people would maybe start saying, maybe you should negotiate. And in the meantime, Biden will go to Kiev and do a, a photo op, a theatrical walk with sirens blaring in the background, uh, then go to Warsaw, uh, but he won't go to Palestine, Ohio. Carbon-60, or C-60, first gained notoriety back in 2012 from a study that increased the lifespan of rats by a whopping 90%. Since that breakthrough study, scientists have conducted thousands of studies showing C-60 not only has a very real potential extending lifespan, but it also has been shown to be better than any other substance ever studied to reduce inflammation, eliminate free radicals, provide powerful antioxidants, and more. After the famous rat study, scientists at Live Longer Labs realized a human, not industrial, formula needed to be made. That's when they set out to be the first lab in the world to focus on what is best for human consumption of C60. This led Live Longer Labs to pioneer a high-quality, 99.9% .9 pure C60 refined without solvents in oils that work best for humans, and that is black seed oil. Look it up yourself. Black seed oil has been known as the universal healer for millennia, and more modern studies confirmed its benefits as a potent antioxidant and for anti-inflammation. Simply, it's not like other oils. It's better. To try this amazing product, go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Remember, members of Ebeneer save 10%, and all listeners can save 5% using the coupon found at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Harley Schlinger coming back to the program. We are going to talk about the lies that are being perpetrated by the whole propaganda Western media machine and tied into geopolitics and what's really going on. He's uh, been working really hard to expose and to look at things from a different perspective. I don't agree with everything he says, but it doesn't matter. I I agree with his what he's trying to get accomplished and what the purpose of what they're doing. And there's so many lies. And it's so important that the American people get to see what the truth is. Not just the American people, the people of the world need to learn and see things for themselves and make decisions for themselves. But if you're just blocked out and you only get to see one set of voices who have an agenda that's not for you, then you are being manipulated and hurt in the process. And so it's important that you get to see the bigger picture of what's going on, and then you can make your own decisions on the reality that's happening in front of you. This is an important discussion on that point because you will hear things you will not hear elsewhere. So that being said, I want to talk about the Censored Conference, Act 1. It's going to be a series of conferences. Act 1 is going to be March 24th. It's premiering our premiere of the Censored Conference under United for Free Speech. And then we'll have Act 2 five weeks later, and then Act 3, we're just going to keep rolling them with people who are censored, who have messages that need to come out. I do not agree with everybody who's going to be on these things. 
that's not the point. It's not for me to sit and control everything that's being said. It's for us to have the, the national conversations, to have the conversations that are important. The one criteria of every speaker that's coming on is that they truly are trying to do what is right. They're, they don't have these alternative agendas of trying to hose you over, manipulate you for somebody else's purposes. That's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to get information out. That's the number one, the only criteria that we have with this censored event. And we that's what we're doing. And so we will be doing these regularly. And the hope is, is to raise money. And we, we don't want to just do conferences in person because that's expensive. So we're going to be doing things online virtually so that we can bring you this information, get to more people, and then hopefully raise our money as well. And the money that we have, we want to use towards action initiatives to change the needle on this, to, to bring free speech back, to allow people to hear things. And so initiatives that matter. And, and so we're an action network. And when we want to use as much of that money as possible for that purpose, not on producing the conferences. But we're going to have to do some. We're going to have to do some marketing and things. And we're looking for volunteers. So if you are willing to volunteer, especially to do the video editing the week of the conferences, that's important. And we need some of that. We also need some some help on just communicating and getting things going. So if that is you, then um, feel free to contact me at Sarah W S A R A H W at galaxconsulting.com. And please, I, I get bombarded with emails. So just put on top, um, help with conference or something, and then I will be able to see that and I'll look for it. I'll keep my eyes open on all that stuff. Anyways, I want to also remind you, if you're using Gmail, you need to be careful because Gmail is bouncing back and it's not very friendly to my newsletter. So it gets across sometimes. I don't know when and why it's bouncing. But so many emails are bouncing right now. So I would recommend using ProtonMail or something else that is uh, not Gmail. You might have to pay a little bit, a couple dollars a month. It's awful that you have to pay, but you do. Sometimes when you get things free, they're just going to, it's free for a reason. Oh, and I also want to tell you, starting next week, I am going to be in five markets on the radio. I'm going to be in Seattle, Boston, uh, Atlanta, and San Bernardino, and L.A. So I'm going to be in five markets. We're going to test it out, see if it's drive time, it's good slots, and we're going to test this out and see what kind of listener base we have. We want to get cross-promote and get this conference out. So hopefully, if you're listening in one of those markets, let me know. And uh, I, I, it's going to be fun to see how this works. Okay, let's get into this really good discussion with Harley Schlanger. Hi, Harley. Welcome back to the program. Hi, Sarah. It's good to see you. And I get to see you this time. Yeah, this time I said I'm going to be on video. I, uh, which I wish I would do more, but I'm kind of lazy. But I wanted to bring you back because the censorship on what's really going on in Ukraine, what's really going on worldwide is so over the top. I mean, it's really an information war. I just got done reading an article about the fact that the the United States is partnering with the five eyes to censor information. I mean, yeah. this is a very coordinated situation. I want to first talk with, with you about what's really going on in the Ukraine war. What do you think is the, because uh, they say Russia is being defeated and they're weak and everything. And everything I've heard from people on the ground is that's the exact opposite of what's really happening. 
Well, what you hear is an obvious contradiction because on the one hand, they're saying Russia's being defeated, but we need more weapons. Well, if Russia's military is so weak and so disorganized and collapsing, why more weapons? Then we hear Russia is weak, but pretty soon they're gonna steamroll all the way to Paris. So this is where you know there's a lot of lying going on. Now, if you look at the uh, Western media, it's basically taking its talking points on the war from Ukraine. And Ukraine has one of the more sophisticated cyber warfare operations, which is coordinated directly through NATO and through the United Kingdom, through the BBC, through various kinds of channels of uh, intelligence warfare that have been perfected by the British for years. And so they're running an operation. And look, their whole point is that they need the West to think they're winning to keep extorting money and weapons. If Zelensky came out and said, look, we're getting our butts kicked, then who would want to contribute to the war? They, people would maybe start saying, maybe you should negotiate. But the idea that Ukraine is going to drive Russia out, that the Ukrainians are going to win, that Russia is weak, the, the best, my best advice is listen to people who actually know something about warfare, like uh, Douglas McGregor or Scott Ritter, to start with, and you get a very different picture. Then look at the international press, get outside of the Western European American press, uh, look at what's being said in India, in China, uh, in South Africa. You know, the South African Navy just did naval maneuvers with Russia and China in the Indian Ocean. You didn't hear that in the American press because they're trying to say that the whole world is with the U.S. Biden said we have a global coalition. What's well, not true. And in the meantime, Biden will go to Kiev and do a, a photo op, a theatrical walk with sirens blaring in the background, uh, then go to Warsaw. Uh, but he won't go to Palestine, Ohio. So we've sad. got a, a total set of contradictions. But I would say, look, war is hell. War is horrible. A lot of people are being killed. More people are going to be killed if the United States keeps supplying weapons to the Ukrainians. So uh, take, take what you hear from the Western press with a grain of salt. Well, you know, they're ignoring the deaths that are occurring because of the lack of treatments for COVID and the vaccine is now they're coming out and starting to more and more coming out and admitting that this vaccine is killing people, but it's the numbers are showing that it's more than World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War. I mean, more than all of those wars combined. And they won't talk about that. They won't talk about the Palestine, you know, what's happened in Palestine, Ohio. They won't talk about or do anything about about factors that are more important for the American people while we're sending billions over Ukraine. So you people are really starting to question things here, but that's after they've been brainwashed and propagandized for almost two years over it. So well, my, go ahead. I mean, you look at what's in the, the press today, the one year anniversary and the review, and what you get is on the one side, horror stories from the front interviewing Ukrainians. And they, you know, they're, they're, they're sad cases, but how much did they ever cover the people who were killed from That's shelling right. by the Ukrainian army in the Donbass. Never. It's as though that never happened. It's as though everything started on February 24th, 2022. So that's one aspect of the censorship. The second thing is we're told this is for sovereignty. We're standing up for Ukraine's sovereignty. 
Well, how, how do we recognize Ukraine's sovereignty? We overthrew a democratically elected government in 2014. Where was sovereignty then? They're, we're told we're fighting for democracy, our democratic ways. Well, Zelensky has shut down all the opposition media. They've, they've shot some of the opposition political leaders and arrested others and shut down political parties. Uh, is that the democratic way? Is that what so, we support? Is that what, Apparently we do, because look at how we're treating people and journalists and regular everyday people here. I mean, well, we're like one listen. step away from that. I mean, we're not killing people yet, but we are destroying their livelihoods and well, look depersoning at them. Look at oh, Julian that, Assange that's rotting right. in a prison. And that's why right. is he in prison? Yeah, because he told the truth about the war party, the war machine. Look at Seymour Hirsch, one of the most acclaimed U.S. journalists, who did a story which the media is not covering except to try to debunk it. Now, it's, this is where you see the, the irony. Uh, we talk about transparency. So the State Department briefing, the Defense Department briefing, they're asked about the Hirsch revelations and all they hear is not true at all, totally false. Well, what about, oh no, we're not gonna talk about it because it's Russian propaganda. So if you question what's being said, whether you question the COVID situation, question the economy, whether the, the Green New Deal makes sense or not, whether you question the anti-inflation fight, whatever you question, you're essentially being labeled a traitor, someone who's committing treason and supporting the enemies of the United States. When in fact, I would argue the main enemy of the United States is the oligarchy in this country that's working with the European oligarchy to try to establish or firm up the control of the unipolar order and destroy sovereign nation states. Now, well, and while that, ignoring while ignoring the important issues on the ground that really affect American people. I mean, the anger that's mounting across this country as they're spending so much money and so much attention on Ukraine and elsewhere while ignoring the needs of the American people is, is growing daily. And it's, they're gonna, it's getting dangerous if they don't address some of these things. Well, I can tell you from here in Europe, the, uh, this weekend, there are going to be rallies in, in London, Paris, Rome, Berlin, and 200 cities in Germany. The German people who have been sleepwalking uh, since the end of World War II, basically, are now starting to ask the question, why has the government, the German government, said nothing about Seymour Hersh's charge that the United States blew up the pipeline? Who's paying the price for that? I mean, the Russians lost the investment in the pipeline, but the price is being paid by every person That's who right. lives on my block. That's right. Because the price of electricity has gone up three to four times. Uh, I'm so, talking about 300 to 400 percent by uh, this week. They just raised the price of gas again. It, it cost me 120 euros to fill up my car tank. You got to use so, the Gobi tablets to help reduce your cost, but keep going. Well, you, you could also walk or take a bike. That's true. Uh, Maybe if you lose some so weight, cold, get in you shape. Might, but yeah, <laughs> you get in shape, but you might freeze on That's, the way. Yeah. So there's, there's that. Know, so what's interesting, though, is that we're fighting to get these Hirsch revelations into discussion. You may have seen that yesterday the at the Russian request, there was a U.N. Security Council meeting. And besides the Russian ambassador who said, look, we want answers to this. 
the two most interesting speakers were Jeffrey Sachs, who's someone I've had a lot of problems with in the past, but he's been very good on Ukraine, and Ray McGovern, who's working closely with the Schiller Institute. McGovern is a 27-year veteran of the CIA. He was one of the briefers of President Reagan. And he just said that the, these revelations have to be taken seriously. And what did the US say? Russian talking points, changing the subject from the war in Ukraine. Well, how is talking about the US blowing up the pipelines changing the subject of Ukraine? Well, so, they haven't established why the war in Ukraine is so important for American interests to the American people. They have exactly. not been able to do that, but yet they're spending billions of dollars and ignoring the American people at the same time. Well, let, I, let's I mean, put it makes a real no price sense. tag. Let's put a price tag on it. It's it's 112 billion has been pledged so far by Biden. How much of that has been delivered? No one knows because there, there's no inspector there's no general audit. looking into the figures. More importantly, how much of that has been skimmed off by Zelensky and his cronies? Well, and, and the, that... other, the other, Harley, is all the machinery that we're sending there, the tanks, the weapons, whatever, that factors into the money that we're sending them to. Well, and then we have the still unresolved problem of what General Michael Flynn exposed many years ago, that the weapons we sent to the so-called moderate rebels in Libya ended up in the hands of That's the moderate right. rebels in Syria, namely ISIS and Al-Qaeda, who are hardly moderate rebels. And I got to tell you, I have people on the ground. You know, John Dugan is one of them. He's done a documentary. I talk to him often. There's other people on the ground that I talk to. They're telling me that the soldiers on the ground are giving away those weapons or trading those weapons for drugs because they have these soldiers drugged up so that they can fight for days on end. You know, they did it during, it's well documented that they did it in World War I, World War II to get the soldiers, you know, wired up to fight, not be afraid. So they're doing that. To, and so then they're trading weapons for drugs. I mean, this well, is and serious. For, and, for, and for food. And for food. The, for the food, Ukrainian yes. soldiers are poorly equipped. They're not taken care of very well. They're dying at a very high rate. And, and I saw a report from a German journalist the other day who said that the average life expectancy of the new recruits from Ukraine is one day when they get sent to the oh front lines in Bakhmut. Okay, so what in the world? I mean, it seems like we're sacrificing the Ukrainians for a bigger cause that nobody knows about. That's right. Or that nobody, it, that's not, that we're not invested in because it doesn't help the American people. They're willing to sacrifice these people. Now, Zelensky... I mean, what kind of a man is he? He's going acting, lying, and saying that the, the situation is different than it is. Sean Penn gave him his Oscar, yes. which is like so fitting. I mean, is that guy any more than just an actor for the for NATO? Well, he's an actor who's playing the role of a puppet. But I, I think you put your your finger on the real question: What does this have to do with Ukraine? The Ukrainian people are being used as a battering ram against Russia. And if you actually look at what Biden said, what Lloyd Austin said, what Obama said before that, uh, what many people in the military uh, industrial complex have said, the issue here is destroying Russia. And if you look at this, and, and here's the point that very few people understand. We hear the word geopolitics thrown around. Geopolitics was created as a study of history and strategy 
by the British at the turn of the 18th to the 19th or the 19th to the 20th century. 1904 is when Halford Mackinder first put it forward. What was the idea? The greatest threat to British control of a world empire was a unity between Western Europe and Eurasia, particularly France with Germany or Russia with Germany. We've had wars throughout the 20th century to pit Russia and Germany against each other. Now, what was the explosion on the Nord Stream pipeline? What they feared is that under conditions of crisis, Germany would stop supporting the war in Ukraine and turn to Russia. And why is that? Because Russia has abundant raw materials. They have a potential market for German goods. They have a hunger for German technology and Germany needs those raw materials. The same question of Europe with China. The, these economies have a mutual dependence. So what happens when you decouple them? Well, you're forced to buy liquefied natural gas at three times the cost, if you're in Europe, from the United States. So some of this is just plain corruption and greed. But the deeper question, it's no longer the British Empire, it's the Anglo-American Empire, which includes a major component in London, which, and I just reviewed some reports from the European Council on Foreign Relations, where they're saying that their fear is that the derivatives markets and the debt markets are about to blow. And they've got to end this war before that happens, right. meaning defeat Russia and what force are they China to, to submit. Well, how are they going to do that without, is that why the nuclear weapons are being thrown around? Because Russia's winning this war. I mean, you talk to people on the ground, you talk to Stratton, I know they are because I talk to people who are more intimately involved, not the Western propaganda, but people who know. Russia's winning. They also are strengthened by this war because the rest of the yeah. world are siding with them. And that's the, the, the lie that the media is telling the American people is that we are winning the war siding with the, or the world siding with us. They're not siding with us. All we're doing Biden's is convincing. Coalition. Yeah, we're convinc yeah, we're convincing the rest of the world to go to move away from us. I mean, what what in the world is this strategy possibly helping the United States other than I mean, it's doing the exact opposite while we're ignoring bigger problems here in the United States. Well, you hear so-called analysts saying that Putin miscalculated. Maybe he did. Maybe he thought that Ukraine would fold quickly. But the real miscalculation was that sanctions would crush the Russian economy, that Russia would be isolated, and the Russian people would turn against Putin. We're seeing the opposite on each of those counts, and more importantly, we're seeing a growing recognition in countries like India, countries like Nigeria, countries like Brazil, Indonesia, the, the whole global south, so-called, the former non-aligned nations. Why do they turn against the West? And some of these analysts say, well, it's because of Russian propaganda. That's a lot of bull. It's because they've dealt with colonial powers of Europe for the last two centuries. And they refused to have their sovereignty taken away if they could fight. Now, previously, they didn't have the capacity to fight. Gaddafi didn't have the capacity to fight Europe, even though his plan was to establish a gold-backed African currency based by, backed by oil and economic development. He didn't have the ability to fight. Saddam Hussein couldn't fight it. But Russia and China are different characters. 
you take on Russia and you're taking on the arguably the world's leading nuclear power in terms of weaponry. So the miscalculation was the West, that Russia could be sanctioned into defeat, that Europe would remain unified. And I'll tell you, Sarah, the unity in Europe is cracking. Just today, the head of Bavaria, which is one of the richest and biggest parts of Germany, the state, which includes Munich, his name is Marcus Soder. He said the German foreign minister should shut her mouth because she's becoming a security threat for every person in Germany when she makes comments like, we're at war with Russia. We're going to fight until we win in Ukraine, no matter what my German voters think. And that's supposedly democracy. So we're going to see the cracking in Germany. Macron is in big trouble in France. There were 3 million people on the streets the week before last. Who knows what will happen this weekend? Yeah, well, wasn't he in trouble before? I mean, I, 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 um, I think it's good. I think it's growing. But I, I don't even know if he won his election. I mean, these election... 25% is what he got in the first round. We're well, talking I, about minority coalition governments. In Germany, Schultz's party in the Berlin elections two weeks ago got 18%, and the Greens got 18%. That's 36%, and the, the FDP got nothing. So they're well below 50%, which is necessary for a coalition government. The, and, and then when they say, we're going to war, we're going to spend billions, does anyone have a vote on this? And, and let me say to your American viewers, when was the last time you were asked about whether you wanted to be contributing $100 billion to a war in Ukraine when we don't have money for infrastructure, health care, roads, uh, police and fire protection? When was well, the last time your congressman came to you and said, what do you think we should do? Well, they don't Probably even think there's never, and they don't feel that they have the congressmen are somehow blackmailed into this. I mean, they have to move in a group, which is just so weird. You know that there's something else going on. And, and Republicans and Democrats remain unified. I, I don't right. care when, when Republicans talk about impeaching Biden. Why the hell are you spending $100 billion on Biden's That's right. terms for this war in Ukraine, which has nothing to do with the security of the United States? Nothing. Well, it actually, is, it, it does have something. It's a negative. Well, it's, it's weakening it. Yeah. It's weakening it. And yeah. it's also taking that money away from the American people who really need stuff. We, just this, the inflation each year now has increased people's spending on just basic goods by 3000 a year under Biden. I mean, people are, I just re did a report. There was a poll saying 75% of the people can't afford to eat healthy. I mean, they have to buy crap food, non-nutritious food. So a lot of people can't afford to eat. I mean, we're, we're not the wealthy nation that we should be based on the resources we have because they're directed in the wrong areas and it's hurting American people and people are waking up to that. But shouldn't we be focused on making the United States strong because the concern of some other power being strong stronger than us. I mean, people are people. I mean, there's other people that around the world that could that could decide they're going to want to be dominant on the planet. Only way that we can keep that from happening is, uh, is to make sure we're strong because we're losing. They want to maintain our power, but we could lose everything if we don't maintain just being a strong country. Well, here's what's happening. Much of the world is laughing at the United States. The fact that we used a half a million dollar missile 
to shoot down a hobby balloon because we thought this was spying on us. And, and now look, the intelligence community is admitting that it does appear that this was a weather balloon that was shot down, but we'll never find the debris because it was shot down, so it went into the ocean. What's, the headline that I saw that was the funniest is, did we just shoot down a $12 balloon with a $400,000 missile? Well, <laughs> and, like, and it's not just only so that, absurd, makes them look so stupid. I wrote a story where I said, did they ever think of consulting a weatherman to see what way the wind was blowing? <laughs> Our great U.S. intelligence is sitting there watching this balloon take off, watching it go, watching it have its, its course shifted by the wind. And initially, the Pentagon was saying, look, it's not a threat to anyone. And then you have Republicans jumping up, calling Biden weak. And then Biden says, I'm not weak. We're going to get that damn balloon. <laughs> and there's so a, stupid. he was baited in some ways well and then the whole media was cheerleading the strength of the u.s military but we had to, it took three missiles three half a million <laughs> dollar missiles to get the 12 dollar balloon <laughs> so stupid we look so that's why people are laughing at us but and meanwhile i mean it's not funny because there are very serious issues that we need to be dealing with and we're screwing around it's like the, I mean, how did we get here? We're just idiots. The clowns are running the. Sh we got the B team. The people who didn't even make JV are the ones running things. Well, if you look at the people who are running Biden's foreign policy, you take Blinken, Sullivan, and Victoria Nuland. These are all proteges of Zbigniew Brzezinski through Madeleine Albright and uh, Susan Rice and Samantha Power. This is a network. This is what uh, Scott right. Ritter calls the junior varsity. Uh, it's a network of people. That's a compliment. I'd call it the B squad, but keep going. Well, I would call it the people who are cut. But... <laughs> well, that's the B squad. Yeah. yeah. They, you so, give them a place to play just because you feel sorry for them. But, but, but that's not, Brzezinski, it's more serious. Well, let's take a look at, you, you asked where this comes from. U.S. foreign policy, going back to the assassination of John Kennedy, was gradually taken out of the hands of professionals, people who came through World War II, who were involved in a real war, who were involved in a real mobilization, and understood that if you want to fight a war, you have to have an industrial base. Whatever else people think of Franklin Roosevelt, he didn't go to war until he knew our industrial base was strong enough to turn out planes every day, ships every day, provide ammunition every day. Now we have a situation where we've deindustrialized the Western countries, where we don't have the industry anymore. And this goes back to the post-Kennedy period, where we uh, cut back on NASA, we cut back on research and development, cut back on nuclear science and technology. And instead, we started going to the internet, and the rock, sex, drug, entertainment culture. And now here we are 40 years later, we have young people who can't concentrate. We have uh, Gen Xers in positions of influence who can't sit still. We have people like Blinken who owes his position to Madeleine Albright. And Albright is the person who praised the deaths of 500,000 Iraqi children due to the Clinton sanctions in the 1990s saying that was worth the price to pay to bring down Saddam. Now, these are people who you have this earthquake in Turkey and Syria. 
they still keep the sanctions against Syria. I, Sarah, I, I'm so angry about this because I have been getting emails and, and posts on my Facebook account from people who set up a GoFundMe account to raise money to buy blankets for Syrian children. And it was why. shut down by GoFundMe under orders of the US Treasury because it violated US sanction policy. They're going to kill children who lost their parents. I'm sorry. Freezing you know, GoFundMe, GoFundMe shut down a whistleblower out of Ukraine who was uh, on us. We were going to have her on. And um, they tipped off. She was a, a Burisma whistleblower, an accountant, accounting executive, mm -hmm. who they tipped off who she was. They raped her. They sodomized her, left her for dead. She had two children. A group of mercenaries came and grabbed her, brought her to a Russian hospital, and now she has asylum in Russia. But she was going to disclose what Burisma was really doing. So they just went and did that to her. That was GoFundMe. That's our great Democratic ally. That was GoFundMe that tipped them off. So GoFundMe is not a, a company to be trusted. Now, I don't know what companies can be trusted at this point. But if, if the government comes in and strong arms them. Well, the U.S. government, so the, the one I'm talking about, was actually someone in Vancouver, Canada who had set up the fund, a Syrian who uh, lives in Vancouver and raised the money. But this idea, why were the sanctions imposed on Syria? Because the Assad government refused to accept the Obama regime change, the Hillary Clinton regime change, which would have put Islamic terrorists in power in Syria. So we're punishing four and five and six-year-old little boys and girls because their parents fought against Islamic terrorists funded and trained by the United States. That's why I'm so angry about this. And then you look, what's the parallel between Syria and Ukraine? Who are we funding in Ukraine? Neo-Nazis. So the so-called enemies of the United States, the Islamic terrorists and the Nazis, we're funding them. We've become the enemy of the world's people, including our own people. And that's why the rest of the world, the so-called global south, the uh, non-aligned movement, have turned against the United States. And what, what are they doing now? They're looking to Russia and China to set up new financial mechanisms for trade and investment in non-dollar currencies. We see the uh, ruble-rupee contracts going on between Russia and India, the yuan for oil between Saudi Arabia and, and China, the growth of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, the BRICS. And what are they doing? What's their crime? They're funding economic development, which the International Monetary Fund and the London and Wall Street banks never did. Well, they and never now, did. And it was like what the economic hitman says, you know, I'm John Perkins, I'm going to have him on. He, or I already had, I already interviewed him. He's going to come on I'm, either before or after this interview. But I, it's exactly what he's saying, but he also says that China, we need to be careful because people are people and China's going to do, people are going to do the same thing all over the world if we don't, aren't naive, you know, can't be naive that China's not going to do the same thing. He's totally against the American way that the world banks ran, but these people could do the same thing. So we have to be careful. Well, they could, but so far they haven't. And this idea of the debt trap, that China's creating a debt trap. If you go talk to people from Africa, as I have done, talk to people from Zambia, from, uh, from Kenya, who have worked out arrangements with China to build railroads, 
They've been given really generous terms. They've had some of the debt canceled, but the Western countries wouldn't even fund no. food purchases for those countries. So we're, and, and you look at what Samantha Power is saying. She's saying we're losing Africa because Russia and China is bribing them. Well, they're not bribing them. They're investing in developing the labor force and the productive capability. And they're not just stealing the raw materials the way the West did under Cecil Rhodes and people like that. They're doing it better and they're convincing them that they're better. Now that's not necessary. That's something we should wake our eyes up to and say, well, maybe well, we should, we should be operating differently and we need to see what they're doing and we need to be not be so so uh, focused on controlling everybody and taking all their resources. And maybe but, they would like us too. Well, this is what Blinken calls the rules-based order. And the problem with that is that the real rules by which nations should live by are rules which guarantee security and economic development for sovereign nations who can work together multilaterally to set up mutually beneficial investment and trade. That's not what the World Trade Organization is. That's not what the no, World it's Economic not. Forum is. not what the World is. Health Organization is either, which I'm very concerned about, but keep yeah. going. It's so the same to thing. What you have, but these are institutions that are backed by the corporate cartels, whether it's big pharma, whether it's the banks, whether it's big oil, they're backed by the corporate cartels against the national interests of sovereign nations. And so- And the American people. They're and against, the American and right people. now they've showed they're against the American people, which is, which that's a line way too far. Not that, that everything else they were doing wasn't, was okay, because it's not, and we need to wake up. But people need to wake up and realize that they're doing it to you now. Well, to get our sovereignty back, we need to realize two things. One is that our biggest enemy is not Russia and China. Maybe there are things we disagree with them on, but they're not causing the problems in the United States. It's our own oligarchy and its relationship to the gnomes of Switzerland with the Davos Group, the That's City right. of London, the Brussels, uh, unelected European Union. You look at the situation in the United Kingdom, they have a king that no one voted for and no one would vote for. They have a prime minister who's at about 15% popularity after running through Liz Truss and Boris Johnson. And, and now you have strikes everywhere, hospital shutdowns. This is a, a situation which is ripe for a possible revolution yes, in the United is. Kingdom. And, now, and here we're getting close to that, but go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, then you come back to, to the situation in the United States. We just had this cover-up over the fight around the debt ceiling. Now, I, I don't think the question of raising the debt ceiling when there's an economic crisis is the biggest problem. The biggest problem is how do you get out of debt? And you don't get out of debt just by creating more debt to pay off the old debt, which is what the Federal Reserve is doing. That's right. That's what quantitative easing is doing. That, that's like using a credit card to pay a mortgage. You know, you just increase the interest and, and the inability to pay. What the, when you look at what Putin just said at his State of the Union address, he spent almost an hour out of the two hours talking about the investment in railroads, in mining, and in science and technology. And then he went into a discussion of protecting the family. And he said that we believe that children come from a mother and a father. 
And we're not afraid to say that. Just the basics. And he said the West is degrading right. itself. Yes, yes. So they're talking about developing the creative potential of their population, where we're saying the creative potential of our That's population right. is setting up new apps and new ways of making a fool of yourself twitching on a, a no. on a platform, the, so, including a platform that's owned by China. Well, we've let so, down our, the next generations for sure. And well, it's and it's, to fix it. You know, I, I, I see my children in, in schools here in Germany where it's not as bad as in the US, but it's moving in that direction. And now the legalization, the talk of legalizing cocaine and heroin, you know, the idea that this will somehow create a better situation. This is the proposal of the same oligarchs who want to drug the population the same way Aldous Huxley discussed it in his book, Brave New World. We're seeing the coming into existence fully of the British utopians like H.G. Wells, Aldous Huxley, George Orwell. This is the game plan that's being imposed on the United States. And we're going along saying, ah, but we just had a good Super Bowl and you know, we've had some good movies, the Avatar Six or whatever it is. You know, so that we're not paying, you're right, we're not paying attention to what's important. And the genius of the American system is that the best way to, to get out of a depression or an inflation or a, a recession is to invest in productivity invest in ideas of people who can figure out ways to increase the productivity of the labor force through scientific advance, research and development, new technologies, but and Harley, not outsourcing. But Harley, those ideas can't be oppressed. You can't shut those people down. That's, yeah. And that's what they're doing. They need to let the creativity of the people be unleashed. You need the people who are the best and the brightest in the society to be able to step up and fix yeah. these things. The best and the brightest, the geniuses are the ones who are being oppressed. While we're raising up the B squad or JV or however you want to say that, but we need to unleash the creativity of the American people. And the only way to do that is get the boot off censorship. Well, the censorship is a key point. It's, it's point, a foundational element of it. There's other points, it is, but it's it is. foundational. Go ahead. But as long as people can talk, they, they may keep you out of the media. But let me just point out something that some of my young associates are doing. You may have seen this. One of my young friends is named Jose Vega. He intervened against AOC, made a fool out of her asking her how can she come to the Bronx to her poor district and talk about how much she cares when she's supporting a hundred billion dollars of money going to neo-Nazis in Ukraine. She couldn't answer. He did the same thing with Hakeem Jeffries, the, the top-ranked Democrat in the uh, U.S. House of Representatives. And, and all Jeffries could say is, I'm not going to listen to these Russian talking points. But the audience was enthusiastic about what Jose was saying. The idea of speaking truth to power in whatever form you can do it, demonstrations. Look, if we want to protect our, our younger generation, the people who went to school board meetings gave an example of how to do that. But that's got to go across the board. That's right. We need mass demonstrations against the war machine and the neoliberals. But the fear, and we can't let them and their oppressive network 
allow them to create fear in you. You have to be able to go out and say, I am not going to be fearful because of their behavior. You have to overcome that fear. And, well, you do. And how yes. do, but how do you do that, Sarah? You look into the eyes of children. That's right. And you say to them, am I going to let you be turned into right. sexual exploited beings or brain damaged druggies by these evil satanic forces? And, you know, I know something about the censorship problem because I'm on a hit list. I'm on a hit list of the Ukrainian Committee to Combat Disinformation which has about 90 people on their current list. The number one person on their list is Helga Zeppelarouche. I am the eighth spot on that list. Somewhere around, <laughs> 90 is, somewhere around 90 is Tucker Carlson, Tulsi Gabbard's on the list, Scott Ritter's on the list. So I have good company on it. But you know, since I live in Germany and there are a lot of Ukrainians in Germany, I have to keep an eye out for this, but it's not gonna silence me because I not only have young children, but I look at the children who have so much potential, who will be destroyed if we don't defeat this the censorship regime. And it's the same regime that's going to draft those young people and send them off to wars. That's right. Or put them in slave labor jobs while the oligarchs jet around the world telling us that uh, we have to worry about global warming. That's right. So, you know, the, ultimately it's a personal decision to fight for the future and to realize that we were given free will and creative potential by God. And some oligarch can't take that away from us. We have the ability to act, to allow the younger generation to develop without being afraid that they'll cross the, the red lines of the oligarchy. So my message is, look, you have to fight. This is the same thing if you see Scott Ritter these days, this is what he's saying, because he's He's on the list and he lives in a part of New York where there are Bandera supporters, that is Ukrainians who support the neo-Nazis living down the street from him. So, you know, you have to, you don't do things recklessly, but speaking the truth has a power, as you know, and that's why we fight censorship. That's why we fight corruption. That's why we fight the pederasts and, and the others who are preying on the children. And if we give up, there won't be a civilization left. Well, not one worth living in. It'll be the a modern day dark ages with advanced technology run by a handful. That's where yeah. they're going towards. Yeah. Okay, Harley, you are a fighter. Where do people follow you, support your work, learn more about you? Well, I do a, a daily 10 to 12 minute video update five days a week. You can get it by going to the LaRoucheOrganization.com, although last week YouTube gave us a strike and it wasn't posted. So if you really want to make sure you get it, Good luck send me that. an email. Send me a personal email to my email address, harleysch at gmail.com, and I'll send you a link to our website because they're not shutting down our website yet. Um, and they won't. That, You'll be able to get it up somewhere else. They yeah, can't. So that, not everywhere in the world is shut down. That 10 to 12 minute update will give you something that goes outside of the censorship regime, at least so far. Uh, so it's Harley, H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-C-H at gmail.com or the LaRouche organization, L-A-R-O-U-C-H-E organization.com. Thank you so much, Harley. I so much appreciate it. And um, 
you'll be speaking at the censored conference. I don't know if you act one or act two, but you're going to be there. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Uh, I'm looking forward to participating in your conference. <laughs>